Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of The Road to an Effective Classroom Environment. And I am your host, LaShanta, and I'm so happy to be able to come back before you all today. Two years ago, I decided to endeavor and create this podcast in order to help educators, future educators, and just also to give an insight for others who were interested in how teachers, how administrators, how district officials, just how we all play a role in helping to make sure that a classroom environment is warm, welcoming, and effective, structured, so that our students have an environment that's conducive to learning. So um, thank you for being with me. If you've been with me for these two years, or if this is your first time listening to the listening to a podcast, listening to an episode that I have um, created Thank you for listening. Um, Also, if you have an opportunity, please uh, send me an email. Let me know what do you think? What are some things you might want to see added to um, an episode? My email address is my first name, L-A-S-H-A-W-N-T-E, the number six at gmail.com. And just drop me a line and let me know if you've enjoyed the episodes thus far. Today is April 5th, 2020, and at this point, education is pretty much at a standstill in the brick-and-mortar classrooms, but it's thriving in the home-based instruction. We have where over 50 million children are impacted by our schools closing statewide across the country. All 50 states have closed classroom doors for some period of time. Some have given dates of May 1st before children can return back to the schools, May 15th, or some other variation. But you also have those schools that have decided not to open back up for the remainder of the school year. States such as Georgia, Indiana, California, just to name a few. But 50 million children in the United States are affected by our school doors being closed. And I have uh, taken this um, data, the statistics um, from ballotpedia.org. Every district is dealing with the crisis according to their needs. And I want us to remember as educators, we sometimes will begin to compare ourselves to other, we compare ourselves to other teachers and to other educators um, in, in how they do things, but we also begin to compare ourselves state to state. And I want us to just remember some things in this time. Keep in mind that every district is different. Every district doesn't have what they need. Some districts lack. Education, when you look at the United States, education is not equitable. And so we know that some districts struggle more than others. Some states, they struggle more than others when it comes down to resources, whether it's having highly qualified teachers or if it's just having the materials that the children need. 
and that the um, teachers need in order to provide the instruction for them. So I want us to be careful about how we compare ourselves to others and keep in mind that education is not equitable in this country. We want to make sure that we remain positive during this time frame as well. And some people say, well, you know, that's kind of hard to do when I don't have a job right now or I have where one of my family members or one of my children is fighting for his or her life in the hospital and I don't know which way things are going to go. And so I would say to that, I understand the mindset that your mind is so focused on what's going on at that particular time, but you help yourself mentally, internally, you help yourself by staying positive, finding something positive and encouraging that loved one if he or she is dealing with COVID-19 and encouraging each other. So being positive during this time is a necessity for us to be well mentally and physically because when we are negative, it eats you up inside. You become something that you don't wanna be. It consumes you. I know for me personally, whenever I get into a, a place where I'm negative, the way that affects me physically is that I have headaches, and then there are times if I get angry, if I get angry enough, I get to a point where I'm real tired and I fall asleep because I've gotten my body in such a tizzy that I can't do anything else. So remaining positive, it's going to benefit you as well as those around you. Not saying that you're dismissing what's happening, but you're helping yourself physically, mentally, and spiritually by remaining positive. If you see where you're and staying at home is getting to you and you need to seek counseling, seek counseling. There are hotlines that are out there in which there are psychiatrists, psychologists, mental health counselors who are ready and willing to assist you, but seek help. So that during this time, if you happen to be someone who lives alone and you're having a difficulty dealing with this, that you can have someone to talk to. Reach out to your coworkers. And I'm hoping that your coworkers, knowing that you live alone, are reaching out to you. We have to begin to think about our other people and, and think beyond ourselves. We have our family, but it doesn't hurt to each day pick one person that you know of who lives alone and reach out to that individual and make sure that that person is doing well. So we, we're in this together. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Stay on top of your prayer life. Stay on top of your worship. Stay on top of having those conversations with your God. Our God, making sure you keep the faith is going to help you through all of this. And, and again, nothing is perfect. We know that our country was not ready for this. We know that we were not ready as a country for this pandemic. We weren't. But we are here and we are here and there are things that we need to do to take care of ourselves so that we can see beyond just COVID-19 because there is a future for us. 
we have to keep ourselves in a space in which we are looking towards a future without this rapid killing illness. Those of you that might be wrestling fans, I'm going to steal a line from uh, the New Day. And, um, and actually, WrestleMania is on right now. And as I'm recording this, I am um, watching the match, but I'm, I'm watching the match, but I'm making sure that I'm encouraging and talking and because I, I felt that this was an important time for me to do this podcast. Um, but the phrase that I want to steal from the new day is believe in the power of positivity. And that just goes back to where and, and when I was talking about remaining positive, believe in the power of positivity. So many wonderful things come out of um, situations when we remain positive. So educators, teachers, administrators, cafeteria workers, hall monitors, secretaries, receptionists, database, databases, specialists, counselors, to every person who works in the education field. I want to say to you, stay encouraged during this time. We have some districts that are requiring their students to work, and then you have some districts in which they said, think about your family. Whichever position that you're in, you still want to make sure that you as a family, you keep it together. Educators, we know that you have so much on you. We know teachers, you all right now are probably working harder than you did when you were inside of the classroom, if not just as hard, because this e-learning is, is, is new for some people. Those of you that have been doing it for a while, this is coming as, um, as, as new, skin, new skin for you. It's new skin, but it's comfortable skin because you've done it before. And then there are those of us that we're just looking at, at e-learning and saying, we weren't ready for it. We really were not ready, ready for it as a whole. But educators, I want you to know that at some point that this is going to go away and those children, when they come back, they're going to need us to be mentally and physically ready to accept them back in. Some of them are going to come back with concerns. Some of them, they may have um, trauma from, from this pandemic, but we have to be there for them. And I want to just say a special thank you to our healthcare workers out there. My daughter, she actually works in healthcare. And so, you know, I am afraid for her as she goes and works with her patients because she's one that um, she has a, an immune system that is, um, that is low. And so, you know, every day I'm concerned about her going out, but she's doing the work because if she doesn't go and help her clients, who else will? So I say a special prayer each night for our healthcare workers and educators. Let's support them as well. We, we know our parents are dealing with a lot right now at home, and we have to make sure that we think about them and how they're having to be there for their children. And some of them are at home without a job and, and they are not sure of when they're going to be able to go back to their employment. So we have to keep that in mind as we make these requirements of what assignments we want them to complete. We have to keep in mind that our that we have parents, but there are some parents 
that they are not considered essential workers. Their jobs are not considered essential and they've been um, closed. Their workplaces have been closed and they may or may not be receiving money at this time. So they're dealing with that mental anguish as well on top of having to teach the children. But this is also a good time for parents to reconnect if they haven't had an opportunity to connect with their children. Many times they may be too busy. So this is also an opportunity for parents to reconnect with their children and to help them uh, with their classwork, um, the work that you all are providing for them. Again, we're looking at this pandemic and, and hoping that things will clear up real, really soon so that we can get back to our schools and we can get back to educating our children. But until then, educators, keep in mind that no matter whether you're in a classroom or in front of a computer, you are still an educator. You will always be a teacher, no matter what your job title is, we are all teachers. We are there for our children emotionally, socially, and our districts are having to figure out how to deal with those, those social emotional needs of the students. Parents are having to refigure out how to deal with those social emotional needs um, of their children because now they have different needs and being at home. We just need to work together as a country, as a community. Let's work together to make sure that our children are prepared for the future because there is a future for them. We need to make sure that they're prepared and preparation may mean making sure that they're completing their e-learning or their packets, or it may mean making sure that they are healthy emotionally and socially. But we have to gauge the needs of our students. We have to gauge the needs of our children. And we as a country, we will come together and we will rise above this. This has been the Road to an Effective Classroom Environment and I am your host, LaShanta. And again, let's stay in this together. Let's remain positive so that we can be there for our children and welcome them back to our classrooms and schools.